Season 3 and Episode 25 here. We get a little carried away this week. <laughs> you know, there's just that much great stupidity. And, uh, yeah, actually, I had to do an emergency uh, notification to my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero, because after he had already picked his, uh, his, his favorite stupid stories to read, that was one that came in later, like under the wire, that, well, I had to give him first right of refusal, and he did not refuse. That's all I got to say. The level of stupidity far exceeded the desire to uh, leave things as is. So, um, yeah, it's a little a little longer this week because, well, again, the stupidity level is, well, a little higher than last week for sure. So buckle up, and uh, you might want to take some, um, I don't know, something to uh, lighten your load a little bit, you know, because there is quite a lot of um, levity in this issue. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. In a world where everything is stupid. Well, that's where you are right now. Hey, folks, welcome to my stupid world. I'm Eric Lane, and I am very much insane. Actually, this whole podcast is to help you... Uh, well, prevent you, I should say, from going insane, from all the stupidity out there. Because we put all the stupidity in one place, all five-star stupidity, so that way it kind of puts things in a perspective, you see. So your stupid world can't compare to my stupid world, that's for sure. And if you've really done something stupid or know someone who has, trust me, it's not going to compare to this. So... I promise by the time you finish this podcast, yeah, you'll have an attitude adjustment, okay? So if you know someone that feels the same way, be sure and share this podcast with them, okay? Because, you know, you sh you sh stupidity should be shared, okay? You really. <laughs> and it's addicting. I hope you're subscribing and that you're getting this podcast because you subscribed and it just showed up in your um, podcast player. If you haven't subscribed... That means you've got to go looking for stupidity. Why don't you just let it come to you and subscribe? Hit that little subscribe button, okay? And like I said, with all this five-star stupidity, it deserves a five-star rating. So please give us a five-star rating and write a really stupid review too. I'll, I, I enjoy reading stupid reviews. I might even read some on an upcoming episode, okay? So, uh, and don't forget, if you're just now actually finding this podcast for the first time, this is the second of two podcasts that I put out every week. This is the weekend feed, which, of course, you'll get to meet my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero, coming up in the next segment. Uh, but there's also the midweek bonus feed, which uh, includes the Insane Weekend Review and the Genius Awards, of course. So uh, make sure that you subscribe so you can get all of that stupidity. You want to get the full dose. It's kind of like getting the, the vaccine. You get two doses. Well, you get two doses of stupidity every week. I haven't come up with a booster yet. But uh, trust me, 
Let's just get started with the most stupidest thing I have heard of in quite a while. And of course, the group that comes up with more stupidity is those animal-loving PETA people. People for the ethical treatment of animals. I'm all for the ethical treatment of animals until it gets stupid. And there's a lot of talk, you know, about the sports nomenclature and symbolism that offends the Native Americans. My, I mean, my, my alma mater was a victim of that. You know, I used to go to, uh, I graduated Arkansas State University and they were known as the Arkansas State University Indians. Well, we can't have that anymore because that's hostile. So we had to change our name to the Red Wolves. I hope PETA approves of the Red Wolves because we wouldn't want to mar the Red Wolf name by associating a you know, four-legged canine with a football team or a school for that matter. Well, in any case, I, I, I guess, you know, and, and, and to be fair, okay, I got to give a plug to my alma mater. They do support the Red Wolf Foundation to help preserve the existence of the Red Wolf, which is native to Northeast Arkansas, which is where Arkansas State is located, which I think is kind of cool. But what about the cows? Who's looking out for the cows? Do we have any bovine love out there? Well, PETA is helping all of these wayward cows and their feelings, okay? PETA is asking Major League Baseball, please stop using the term bullpen for the place where relief pitchers warm up during a game. Now, this is exactly what PETA says. They say, words matter. And baseball bullpens devalue talented players and mock the misery of sensitive animals. <laughs> Strike out the word bullpen. <laughs> it's references of the holding area where terrified bulls are kept before slaughter in favor of a more modern animal-friendly term. And what more modern animal-friendly term do you think they come up with? Are you ready? Let's call it the arm barn. <laughs> well, apparently PETA probably needs to find a different calling uh, rather than marketing. I don't know. Is that the best you can do, PETA, really? I mean, because I can do way better. How about warm-up area for pitching? Or WAP for short. Oh, boy. Well, if that's not stupid enough, how many of you remember the good old days when you would go to the circus, get your caramel apple, your uh, candy, uh, what is it? Um, yeah, candy cotton. That's what I'm thinking about. You know, you go and see the, the bearded lady, the two-headed babies, and, of course, what else do you associate with circuses? Elephants. Tigers, you know, all the animals and stuff. Well, you know, not anymore. Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus, you know, they went out of business more than four years ago because, you know, they've been around for 146 years. They went out of business because of, well, people upset because of the way they had animals in the circus. You shouldn't, shouldn't be putting animals in the circus. We're going to boycott them now. So what is the circus of that animals? Well, 
You're going to find out because Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus is making a comeback with a Feld Entertainment Incorporated spokesperson saying in an announcement sometime next year, the circus will be back, but without any animals. Yeah. Keep my feet from dancing. Expensive court battles with animal rights activists played that big role back in 2017 of closing the circus down. In addition to costing more money to fight it, ticket sales dropped after Ringling eliminated the elephant acts in 2016 because of all the fights with all the activists. And of course, PETA and other activists had long charged the circus mistreated the animals and it shows. Other factors, of course, cited the circus closing, including higher railroad costs and the rise of online games and videos. But still, I mean... My question is, if they mistreat... Well, first off, what is your definition of mistreatment, for that matter? I don't know. But anyway, maybe we should come up with a whole new name for circus, like they did with like Arm Barn or something. I don't know. What is a circus without animals? I can see this really going over big, huh? Yeah. Okay, well, whatever. Good luck with that. Yeah. Well, good luck with this. Okay, so, you know, drunk people, I think some of these drunk people come up with these new ideas for social justice. I, that's all I can explain. But drunk people are terrible at talking themselves out of trouble. But you know they're always going to try. Okay, cops in northeast Wyoming, they responded to a domestic dispute between a man and a woman. Now, they hadn't released the names, but the guy is 39 years old and he was already gone when the police got there. The woman said he drove off in a white Ford pickup truck with Oklahoma plates. So the cops went looking for him and pulled him over a few miles down the road. So when they stopped him, he got out of the truck along with his two passengers. It turns out his sons were with him. One's 15, the other one is four. And when the cop asked if he'd been drinking, well, yeah, he realized he'd been caught and he freely admitted that he, yeah, Yelsifer, I've been drinking. But then he tried to claim that his four-year-old was actually the one driving. He said his son was sitting on his lap doing all the steering. Since he was a little inebriated, he figured it was safer to just put his four-year-old son on his lap and let him do the driving. So I guess he didn't think it qualified as a drunk driver because he wasn't driving. His four-year-old son was. Does that make sense to you? Of course, when you're drunk, you obviously have your rationale a bit messed up, uh, which makes you stupid. Police ran his name and lo and behold, they found out he was on probation for a previous DUI. Well, what do you know? So they arrested him for driving drunk, violating his probation and for not having the court-ordered interlock device. You know, that's one of those alcohol monitors that you have to blow into in order to start your car. Did you get your... Maybe he could get one of those and have his son blow into it. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was only legal in Florida to let your four-year-old drive. Of course, the 15-year-old reportedly told officers he offered to drive, but his dad said he was too old. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. Well, look. I mean, yeah, they had a little... I guess this guy and his, uh, his, his, his woman had a little domestic problem, but let's say that you got a domestic problem and you end up going through a divorce. Now, there's a lot of issues that need to be resolved in going through a divorce. You got spousal support, 
You got the division of assets. You got the custody of the kids. Who gets the Amazon Prime account? But then there's also the pets, you know, which are basically like kids. So I guess this makes sense. A judge in Spain has granted joint custody of a dog to a couple who's separating. Now, the judge ruled that uh, they're jointly responsible and would be co-caretakers of the dog whose name is Panda. They're splitting the vet bills and the expenses evenly. The lawyer who brought the case called it a pioneering ruling. <laughs> Panda will now alternate between the two partners for a month at a time. Maybe PETA needs to step in here, okay, and say, this is cruel to the pet. What about the pet's feelings? Of course, there isn't any context, but since it was brought before the court, the couple apparently didn't see eye to eye on who would get Panda. Or maybe Panda was just a nightmare, and they both were trying to get the other one to take responsibility. I don't know, but the judge has settled it, I think. Okay, good luck. Oh, boy. I remember the story a few podcast episodes back about the woman in New Zealand who got this COVID test, and, well, they found a tiddlywink she had stuffed up her nose as a kid. Well, apparently, this is more common than I thought. There's a 23-year-old Georgia woman named Hannah Hamilton. She just posted a TikTok video after she found a decorative bead she shoved up her nose 20 years ago. She had a sinus infection and was really congested. She thought she had this uh, huge monster-sized booger in one of her nostrils. No matter how hard she blew, it wouldn't come out. Don't you just hate that? I call them flappers. <laughs> you know, you got something up in there and you're blowing like crazy. All it does is it just flap. You know, you can't get it out, you know, and it's too far to get your pinky up in there to dig the sucker out, you know. Well, instead of seeing a doctor, she bought a tiny earwax camera and, uh, she shoved it up her nose so she could see what was going on. Now, that's something I look forward to. You know, buying a little camera and sticking it up into my nasal cavity to poke around and see what's up there. So, she eventually, she did see something, kind of crusty, with a little section of blue peeking through. That's what triggered an old memory who came, it came flooding back when she was like three she shoved a blue bead up her nose, never told her parents. It was uh, one of those colorful beads, you know, you can make necklaces with. And she'd gone two decades without realizing that it was still up in there. Of course, people on TikTok thought she was lying and wanted proof. So she posted footage from the earwax camera showing her yanking the thing out. Oh, I'm, I, that's going to get hit hit after hit after hit. <laughs> she says it was very painful. So here's Hannah talking about the whole ordeal. When I was like three, I remember sticking a bead up my nose. I didn't tell anyone. forgot about it. I had a sinus infection a couple weeks ago and I had this massive burger. I could knock it out. It was bothering me. So I got one of those earwax cleaning cameras. I know you're not supposed to use them anywhere else, but I used it in my nose and I looked and there was a little bit of blue on it. And that brought back that memory of that bead from when I was like three years old. Well, I finally got it out. But a bead, a blue bead that has been in my nose for 20 years, 
just came out of my nose. You know, I've had some substantial nose goblins in my day, but never with jewelry attached. I can say that. Of course, I have some old college friends of mine. I told them this story, and they're like, gee, I wish I had a Coke rock from 2001 that could still be in my sinus. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, no. At three years old, okay, certainly she wasn't drunk when she did it. But some people, you know, when they get drunk, they do all kinds of crazy stuff. But I don't know if any amount of alcohol excuse that you would have for doing something this stupid. Okay, police in northwest Wisconsin. Of course, there's not a whole lot to do in Wisconsin. But they post this picture on Facebook after this drunk guy apparently tried to set up his ice fishing shack on a lake that wasn't frozen yet. Okay. I'm, I'm sure the lake looked placid, but it wasn't frozen. That happened in Barron County. That's about, well, I guess it's closer to Minneapolis than it is to Green Bay. But the police's Facebook post said that the temperatures had actually dipped below freezing for a few nights in a row. And there was a little frost on the ground, but of course it wasn't nearly cold enough for the whole lake to freeze up. So the photo shows this guy's ice shack trailer still hitched to his truck. His truck and the trailer are both half submerged in the water. And it kind of looks like there's no ice at all, just cold water. In the Facebook post, the cop said that they love ice fishing as much as everyone, but they want to be clear, the ice is not ready yet. Of course, the guy that did it is okay, but he was arrested for drunk driving and not really clear if they're able to salvage the ice shack or his truck. And I'm sure he didn't have much luck getting any fish either. So, but... Let me ask you this. Have you enjoyed Pop-Tarts as a kid? I, I Look, I'm a disc jockey. Pop-Tarts is a staple in DJ world, okay? Because that's like the perfect breakfast. You can do your morning radio show and nibble on a Pop-Tart. You know, I've done that for a long time. That was like, a, I would bring Pop-Tarts into work all the time. So and you don't really think about what's in a Pop-Tart, you know? Mostly it's just all that frosting on top or something, you know? But what, what, what is actually in a Pop-Tart? Obviously not enough strawberries, according to some lawsuits that have been filed against Kellogg's. They make the, the, the pantry staple. Over the past year, you see, they've had three, count them, three lawsuits against Kellogg's from people claiming the brand's strawberry-flavored varieties don't contain enough actual strawberries relative to other lesser-known fruit ingredients. Apparently, there's people out there that have far too much free time on their hands. Now, the latest suit filed in the Southern District of New York focuses on Pop-Tart's whole grain frosted strawberry flavor. Apparently, this is a health food nut. If you're a health food nut, what on earth are you doing eating a Pop-Tart, whether it's whole grain or not? I don't know. But anyway, this suit alleges the product contains more pears and apples than strawberries. The case is wanting $5 million in relief because you aren't getting enough strawberries. Look, for, I don't know, one one-thousandth of that amount, you could go and buy strawberries. You could put strawberry jam on the dang thing, for crying out loud. Well, the complaint was filed in federal court in Illinois. It raises similar concerns over the frosted strawberry Pop-Tarts. The products common are 
unusual name of whole grain frosted strawberry toaster pastries is false, deceptive, and misleading because it contains mostly non-strawberry fruit ingredients, according to the complaint. That's right, folks. We're getting back now to addressing stuff that matters in this country. It's about time. Jeez, for far too long, those crooks over there at Kellogg's have been getting away with murder. Just wait till people find out how little fruit is in their fruity pebbles. Ooh. Boy, oh boy, the lawyers are going to have a field day with this, aren't they? I'm, I've always said we need litigation reform more than anything else. If we put a cap on these stupid lawsuits, I think two-thirds of the problems in this country would probably go away. In fact... Isn't there some other countries like Spain and some other countries in Europe, they actually have stupid lawsuit laws? Like, no, the judge says, I am not accepting this case because it's stupid. I think we need a few of those in this country. I don't know. Okay, now, yes, I, I, I want to get this out of the way immediately. Okay, I know, I know this is probably a question that's burning in your mind, okay? How many of you go to yoga class? I don't, don't care for yoga. I've seen all kinds of yoga classes. There's a uh, naked yoga. That's pretty awkward. But here's the question. Is it normal when you're in yoga class to float an air biscuit? Is it normal to pass gas? Is it acceptable to fart? when you're going through all those contortions in yoga class? Well, yes, it is. So relax, okay? Not only is it normal to fart in yoga, but according to yoga experts, it may also be good for you. <laughs> Look, I got news for you. Whether you fart in yoga class or in chemistry class, it's always going to be good for you because if you didn't fart, well, you know what would happen. It's like kind of like giving a an Alka-Seltzer to a seagull. <laughs> well, Melanie Salvatore August, author of Yoga to Support Immunity, Mind, Body, Breathing Guide to Whole Health, calls farts and other bodily emissions that occur during yoga practice, quote, natural releases. So when my son cracks one at the dinner table, I'm just going to say, look, it's just naturally releasing, that's all. And Miss Salvatore August strongly encourages you to let those farts flow when you're in yoga class. In her book, she actually explains that when mental emotional tensions leave the body, there may be a natural release that happens, possibly including tears and laughter, salivation, sweating, belches, hiccups, coughing, sneezing, flatulence, and such. Do not repress these natural releases. Of course, if you're doing nude yoga, there may be some other releases. I'm not sure that would, not, well... <clears throat> Salvatore August acknowledges many of us have been conditioned to see these releases as uncivilized. Well, that's what my wife certainly thinks whenever my son lets one go at the dinner table. But she suggests that we reframe them as the body's way of releasing 
toxins. Well, that's fine. You can release toxins, but don't do it around me. <laughs> so yes, if you're worried about that, farting during yoga is good for you. So relax. In fact, well, let's just listen in on a recent class. Welcome to Fart Yoga. Today we're going to work on flexibility and balance. Start with the mountain pose. Raise your arms up and as you exhale, bend your knees as if sitting into a chair. Next is the downward dog. From all fours, walk your hands in front of you, lift your hips and back to lengthen your spine, and remember to relax. And let's finish with the warrior pose. Arms out, feet wide apart, and bend your knees and release. Fart Yoga. Namaste. Now I'm going to stay home next time. Woo! Now, don't you feel better? You know, just let it all out. Okay. I don't know. I know, I know. I'm telling you, the whole podcast is all about stupidity. This I, I packed this podcast with five-star stupidity people, I'm telling you. And this story is so packed with stupid, I don't even have room for a shake-and-bake joke. <laughs> a 25-year-old guy in Clackamas County, Oregon, that in itself is pretty funny. His name, his name is Alexis Gomez. He led cops on a high-speed chase and got arrested all while wearing a Ricky Bobby costume from the movie Talladega Nights. He stole a truck around 6 p.m. and fired a gun at somebody who started following him to get his license plate. That person also had a gun and returned fire. This is why I don't live in Oregon. Thankfully, nobody got hit. But Alexis eventually crashed into a random person's garage during the high-speed chase with police. They still didn't catch him. So he takes off on foot. And then someone who lives nearby got an alert that their security system was going off. The homeowner's name is Paul Will Weil, or Willie, I guess. Paul Willie. He, he was able to watch the rest of the whole thing unfold on his live security camera through his phone. So Alexis breaks into his house. Luckily, nobody in the family was home but he finds the Ricky Bobby costume and puts that on, throws on some jewelry and other valuables in a suitcase and tries to flee the scene on a bicycle with two flat tires. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up, folks. All of this is going on while still wearing the full Ricky Bobby jumpsuit with matching hat. So Paul has already called the cops. We've got an entire SWAT team that now comes has come out and has surrounded the house. Actually, here's Paul talking about the guy that stole the Ricky Bobby costume. And out of anything to choose from in the home, he found my Halloween outfit, <laughs> Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights, the full jumpsuit with the hat. With the hat. Yes, takes that and my bicycle with two flat tires and tries to escape. And Ricky Bobby wins. So Alexis finally gives himself up. He's facing this litany list of charges, including first-degree assault, attempting to elude police, and first-degree burglary. Police actually held on to the costume as evidence, but eventually got it back to Paul just in time for Halloween. 
Look, I'm no professional thief. I don't even pretend to be one, but I'm kind of thinking the Ricky Bobby costume wasn't the most inconspicuous outfit he could have chosen in that situation, okay? Of course, the only thing that would make this story even better would be if uh, somehow he worked breaking Ron Jeremy out of jail into the evening schedule of events. That would have been beautiful. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh well. I, you know, police must love their job. I, I'm telling you, if you are a law enforcement officer, you don't get enough of a salary. You really don't. I, anyway, I know every job has its dirge, but boy, I'll tell you. Now, you know, chores have got their own dirge too, and there's one chore I'm sure a lot of us truly hate. I don't particularly hate it. It's just something I have to do, but it's very possible that this is the one chore you don't, that you really hate. And that is washing dishes. Okay. I mean, you've got to still rinse them off to put them in the dishwasher or something, right? But look, what I do, this is kind of my default household job. Okay. Okay. The, my, my wife does the cooking and the meal planning, and then I do the dishwashing. And just by the way, I'm going on the record. My pet peeve in having to wash the dishes, my mother-in-law does this all the time, drives me up the wall. It's when she stacks all the dirty dishes on top of each other. Now, I don't like that because that means I've got two sides of the dish to wash off now because it's got all the crud from the dish underneath, okay, which makes it twice as much work to have to sit there and do this. And so you got to, and then some, especially if you've had pancakes, they all stick together. So you have to, you know, peel them apart drives me insane. So I just put on my headphones and listen to some podcasts and tune out the rest of the world and I wash dishes. Well, according to this new poll, we spend an average of 25 minutes a day washing the dishes. That's like, what, more than 12 hours a month? And every year that adds up to six full days of dishwashing. I'm giving this story to my wife. One in five people who hate washing dishes say, they would be willing to give up sex for a year if it meant they would never have to wash dishes again. Now, also, not everybody is doing their fair share, by the way. 43% of people that live with at least one other person argue with them over who is doing the dishes, right? Now, you, it's probably you. Roughly two and three actually say it happens every week. One and three admit they fight about dishwashing daily. Look, I'll wash the dishes, just don't stack them on top of each other. Okay? Uh, well, anyway, well, my wife is known for doing other kind of stacking. Stacking coupons. If she can stack coupons and get all as much off of something as she can, that's right up her alley. She is the coupon queen. She goes through and meticulously cuts all these coupons out. She has them all in different piles on the floor, organized the way she wants them until the cat comes over and lays down in the pile and spreads them all over the carpet. But I don't think even she could be this um, clever. Officials detailed how a 41-year-old Virginia Beach woman was able to make bogus coupons and scammed retailers to the tune of $32 million. Now, the scope of the fraud that Lori Ann Talon's masterminded was so staggering 
that the massive sum of her theft was a conservative estimate, according to information released by the FBI. Talens pled guilty to mail, wire, and healthcare fraud in connection with the scheme. She was sentenced to more than 12 years in prison. Yeah, criminal couponing, people. The modern-day Frank Abagnale, whose check fraud scam was highlighted in the Steven Spielberg's Catch Me If You Can, was also ordered to pay $31.8 million in restitution at her sentencing. Talons, who uh, has a background in marketing and strong computer design skills, was able to counterfeit coupons for almost any grocery or drugstore product and make it for whatever value off she wanted, according to federal authorities. Designs on her seized computer allowed her to create fake coupons for some 13,000 products, according to the FBI. Investigators seized more than a million dollars worth of phony coupons at the house of the alleged scammer Lori Ann Talons in Virginia Beach. She had coupons for $24.99 off of a $25 box of diapers, and it would work, according to the postal inspector Jason Thomason. And you'd have people walking out the door with those diapers for practically nothing. Lori Ann Talons made bogus coupons and scammed retailers out of $32 million total. She sold her fake coupons to these large groups of subscribers through social media, and they would pay her like $400,000 over three years. Can you believe that? Wouldn't it just be easier to make counterfeit money? <laughs> she uses a home computer to make counterfeit coupons. I can't even figure out how to use mine to watch Ted Lasso. Unbelievable. I'm, I definitely need to get my, my wife to read this. Our money problems would be gone. Well, for a while. Anyway. I've got this, though. I saw this story, and I've already decided I'm getting this for my son for a gag gift for Christmas. I feel like the only reason to buy these is to prank somebody, and trust me, they would be a great prank because they actually can't taste good, right? They're hot dog flavored candy canes. Hot dog flavored candy canes. They're real. They're here. They're, they're, they're now available. See, the reason why is my son loves hot dogs. As a kid, he would eat hot dogs one right after the other. I remember one year I went to cover the Creation Festival in Mount Union, Pennsylvania, big nationwide annual Christian music festival that goes on for like a week at a time. I was covering it for a radio station. And of course, the radio station gets a trailer for the coverage of while we're there. And they provide hot dogs for the press. Anytime you want, they have hot dogs. They have a permanent hot dog stand. Anytime you wanted something to eat, just go to the press area and you get a hot dog. Well, that was the one year I brought the kids with me, and my youngest son, that's all he ate, hot dogs. He had breakfast sausage, hot dogs for breakfast, he had hot dogs for lunch, and he had tube steaks for dinner. <laughs> at one point, he had a hot dog in each hand, okay? He was like seven at the time. So he loves hot dogs. I'm thinking, this is perfect. Hot dog-flavored candy canes. They look exactly like normal candy canes. Now, the novel candy company called Archie McPhee is selling six packs of hot dog flavored candy canes for $6.50. Now, unfortunately, they've already sold out at this point, but you can sign up to get an email when they have more in stock. 
They, they've been selling this, these odd candy cane flavors for quite a while now. They've got other flavors like um, bacon, sardines. Oh, there's a winner. Ketchup flavored, kale flavored. I'm getting kale. I'm going to get kale candy canes from my insane Florida nephew. That's, that's going to be a given. They got pickle flavor, pizza flavor, and then here's another one, mac and cheese flavor. Okay, I'll get hot dog flavored candy canes and mac and cheese flavored candy canes because my son also loves mac and cheese. Just go to mcphee.com, M-C-P-H-E-E.com. In fact, I'll probably put a link of this in my um, Telegram channel. If you, uh, if you follow me on the Insane Eric Lane's Telegram channel, you've got to have the Telegram app to do that. You can check this out. Okay. This, this whole hot dog flavored candy cane sensation really caught me by surprise, considering um, the fact that now I have to come up with top 10 things I'd rather do than eat a hot dog flavored candy cane. One is what wait for the dog to take a dump during a bomb cyclone. Uh, visit a civil rights museum with John Gruden or ask our spouse about their work day. Yeah, things I'd rather do rather than eating a hot dog flavored candy cane, um, like put our life savings on the Detroit Lions winning the Super Bowl or listen to Joe Buck fill a rain delay or lick the floor uh, of a phone booth. You get where I'm going with this? Other things that I'd rather do than eat a hot dog flavored candy cane? Share the angsty poetry that we wrote when we were 16? Trim our pubic hair during a aftershock? Or sit through Joe Biden reminiscing about trains? Now, I, I can think of a lot of other things I could be doing rather than eating a hot dog flavored candy cane, like um, attending a Nicolas Cage film festival or spending the night in an unventilated room with Post Malone. Or even worse, film a Western with Alec Baldwin. Everybody has a little stupidity in their world. And frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or if you want to tell of some of your own firsthand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered, I'd love to hear from you, too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media, on Facebook or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Meet me in the shade of the sunshine tree, pretty little Florida sunshine tree, in the shade of the sunshine tree. Well, are you, are you ready to let's go, Pancho? Oh, yeah. that's a, I, I, I've been <laughs> hearing them chanting my name, and I can't tell if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, is it code for something? <laughs> Let's go, Pancho. Let's go, Pancho. Well, at least it's not. Let's go, Brandon. That well, you know, that's what I was kind of getting at there. You know, I gotta gotta keep my my um, Pancho names timely and topical, right? <laughs>
man. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's gotten poor poor Joe so confused he doesn't know what his name is now. <laughs> I, I like well, you know, it does take him a long time to think of of things. So maybe those moments where he is standing there not knowing what to do with his hands, he's just trying to think of his name. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, hey, I know what I was doing this last weekend. Uh, I was enjoying a crazy concert with uh, Twenty One Pilots. All right, well, look at you, man. Are you? Are, have they renamed the band Twenty Two Pilots yet? Are you the Twenty Second Pilot? Nah, 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 no. I, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, this was like the third night of three sold out shows in uh, Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio. So, and, and I guess my son got a pretty good seat. So, I mean, we were pretty, fairly well close to the front down near the floor seat. So, and I only had to deal with one semi-drunk guy. Oh, well, look at that. That's because you weren't <laughs> at, uh, at like a Metallica concert now, right? These old, <laughs> these, these old people, they, that, <laughs> it seems like that's what the, all they do when they go to concerts, I guess. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was cool. I mean, the thing, it started like around 7.30. Didn't get done until like maybe 11, 11.30 or something. Yeah, so it was a, pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I did not have to do one bit of the driving. My, my son did all of it. He drove, he, he did very well navigating in metropolitan Columbus, Ohio, with all the bozos out on the road. Oh, that's actually, that's amazing. I'm actually impressed to hear that. Happy to hear yeah. that, too. Yeah, and and uh, we didn't run into any anybody out there, you know, that was uh, doing anything too stupid. You know, like the story that I read here a while back, I didn't make, it didn't make it on the podcast, but it was pretty funny about the dude that was caught by police up in Toronto or somewhere playing the flute with both hands while driving. <laughs> right. And, uh, it's like, uh, it made you so mad when you saw it that you almost spilt your bowl of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> so how, how, was, how was your week? Did you have anything as exciting as going to a rock concert? Oh, well, definitely not anything even close to as exciting as that. Um, but, you know, I, I will say that, uh, I think we're finally getting the the hang of everything when it comes to um, just like like I don't know, you, you know you get like a flow of like how how do you work with a toddler and um, you know not have them scream the whole day because you're trying to get some dishes or cooking done and uh, right. you know I feel like we've definitely made some strides on that which is pretty good I think um, yeah. Well, that, that's good. He's not quite made it to the terrible twos yet. No, but he's he's getting there. I, I, I'm actually looking forward to the twos, if he's at least going to be talking then. Uh, though I, oh, I will yeah. say, it does get, the, the more he learns, like he knows a lot of words. So I can at least tell him things. Like today, you know, me telling him, like, hey, I'm going to pick you up in, in just a second. I'm going to wash my hands first, though, and then. He makes a little hand washing gesture with his hands, and, ah, and he kind of awesome. he, he calmed down for a second too. And I was like, "Look at that! That's amazing!" So you know, I, I got to wash my hands. He wasn't fussed in there, and I picked him up after. He was happy as a peach. Uh, so I, you know, I, I'm happy seeing him. Just being able to communicate with them normally, I think, has been pretty good um, as he's getting a little older. So I, I'm looking forward to to that. I, I think at least. Yeah, well, until he starts thinking for himself, then you have the little challenges that come up every once in a while. Well, he's already been doing that for, for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> 
then and then you get to you know teach him pretty soon you know you, you don't even realize time goes by so fast and the next thing you know you're teaching him how to drive oh my gosh your goodness yeah and um oh man this is a good story here you know you know how the well i guess one thing that the pandemic's brought has been a a plethora of um i guess like what you know interesting court zoom calls you know whether it be oh, yeah. uh you know a domestic abuser with a i guess a restraining order calling from the room next to the person he's got the restraining order or, from or, or you just got lawyers with cat filters you know i was um, thinking about the cat filter lawyer right oh yeah that's gonna i mean that's a that's a 2020 classic right there but you know here's another one we got that kind of fits right in line with there they're cousins all these um, this guy, he's, I would say he's not very bright, you know, um, yeah. there's a, there's a viral video right now that shows when, uh, Ke his name is Kevin, but with an O. So you, you know, something's wrong there anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, Kev on, he's like, yeah, you know, it's not, it's, he could be Kev off, but he's being a little bit too Kev on right now. Um, Kevin, Kevin Burns. Uh, and that, I don't, I can't tell if that's like, is that an adjective or is that his last, it's got a capital B, so I'm assuming it's his last name, but he's from Michigan and he logged into his zoom, zoom call court hearing for a suspended license while he was actually seated behind the wheel of a car and oh. the video, but it was originally posted to TikTok. the district court judge, uh, Aaron or Aaron Washington in and now I don't know how to say this. It's Ypsilanti. Who spells anything with a Y P S as the first three letters of a, of a word? You've never heard of Ypsilanti, Michigan. Ypsilanti, Michigan. Well, there you go. I have. I have not. I've, I've, I know a lot more from the like. Um, uh, uh, what is it? The um, I, I am blanking there. K kids K Kalamazoo. I know. I'm, I'm more familiar with the Kalamazoo side. Well, now you've got Ypsilanti to go with Kalamazoo. Ypsilanti, oh my gosh. Well, well, you know, he's he's pictured in the Zoom call. And the, the judge here, he asked Burns, are you driving right now? Well, Burns replies, yeah. <laughs> and then Washington says, you're driving. You're, you're, suspended. you're suspended and you're in court. First of all, interrupting the court. And, and then Burns says, He's not even driving. Uh, he is just driving the car for a friend. <laughs> and Washington oh. tells him, all right, I'm going to need you to park the car and get out of the car, okay? Burns replies, if you're having a bad day, just say that. Washington <laughs> says, no, I'm not having a bad day. Uh, tell, you started talking while driving at the same time that you're suspended. <laughs> the, the TikTok user who originally posted the video said the judge should drag him in on the bench as like a you know bench warrant. I think it's like a bench seat, you know, um, like, yeah. like in the car. But um, now no word on if the man faces any additional charges for his antics. It'd be better if he just gets like a no seatbelt charge added since they could see right there on the Zoom call or something. But I, I didn't notice if there was a seatbelt or not. Involved, oh though. my gosh! That th this guy—I mean—he he could have easily gone for a, any man in West Virginia or, or Florida, for that matter. I mean, really. <laughs> I, I love—I love the fact that he's like—he he didn't think he was driving because he was driving, so that should maybe give him a pass. 
I don't You're like, oh, if anything, that. my friend should be held held in court for this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it might be better for the guy to just re- require him to hire his own personal taxi service and just keep the guy off the road, you know. But I don't know. After reading this next story, I think I have found a perfect service, though, to recommend to your mom and dad for their post-retirement employment, you know. Um, <laughs> This it'd be a wonderful chance to move to the Midwest and the lovely, slow, peaceful communities of maybe central Indiana or something like that. I don't know if you'd move to a small town in Indiana, but if they give you some incentives, you know, like they provided you uh, stand in grandparents for babysitting and school activities. (laughs) I don't know. Well. But uh, I mean, the nice thing about grand grandkids, you you can give them back. See, that's the nice part about it. But basically, <laughs> right. you know, this this rural city in uh, southeastern Indiana, it's called Greensburg. Well, they're trying to attract new residents, and they have quite the welcome package. Okay, it includes five thousand dollars in cash just to move to Greensburg, Indiana. Invitations to home cooked meals at neighbors' homes. That's right. The good home uh, hospitality of Indiana families will invite you to have home-cooked meals at their house. You get a one-year membership to the local co-working space and YMCA, free gift cards to the seasonal farmer's market, and who can't miss those, tickets to the local playhouse, and the best part, local volunteer grandparents to babysit your kids. Wow. Talk about a package deal here. Of course, it's something that's becoming, I guess, more common. But I don't know. There's, so far, there's been one couple here in uh, Greensburg, Indiana, that's volunteered to be the grandparents for up to five families. Okay. Can you imagine moving into this town? You don't know anybody. And two complete elderly strangers are going to take care of your children. I was thinking like this, like, uh, like, do they have to vet? Like, like, will the state be liable if there's a weirdo that slips in there? You know, uh, how how expensive that is, uh, the fact that you have to bribe people to come to your town doesn't necessarily sit well to begin with. <laughs> well, if you, I usually if... thought it was the the rampant drug problems that brought people in, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess if there's enough interest. Other local grandparents are already ready to step up and help pitch in, okay? And supposedly, I think they've had a lot of interest, believe it or not. Greensburg has about 1,300 people or so. There's a company called Make My Move that's helping them. And they're hoping to help relocate uh, remote workers to many other smaller communities throughout the country. So this is just insane where you've got small towns inviting people to have free grandparenting babysitting services. I like the free gift cards to seasonal farmer's markets. That's hilarious, you know, but they're giving you $5,000 cash, five grand to move to the town, you know, that'll, that'll pay for the moving expenses, I guess. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's however insane that is. I, I can, kind of understand a little bit like i mean if you are trying to you know get those remote workers in there there's a lot of high-paying jobs that are now starting to go remote and i guess they, they, they're thinking this will pay for itself when it comes to the tax revenue but uh yeah. how high are your taxes to be able to cover all of that <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> i don't know I, I you know i think i would take 
for, for me, I would take Florida over this where, yeah, you, you may not get, you know, free grandparents, but at the same time, you don't have to pay anything in taxes either. So you're at least, I'm not getting anything. I'm not paying for at least, you know, but um, I, I, however, I guess they do say the more the merrier, right? So maybe, you know, I've got two sets of grandparents just down the road here, right? We've got my wife's family and then my, my family. So right, right. I think if I were to maybe make a move here, you think I could negotiate maybe like a three grandparent deal with this? Ooh. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, the, if the more the better, then yeah. I, I think that there might be a, you know, a little room for – clearly there's room for bargaining and negotiating when you look there. They, they don't come across as, um, well, anything but desperate. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, it, it's another way to spoil the kids. You know, got three sets of grandparents. <laughs> right. Now, that's a good point. Does that mean that we get to celebrate three different birthdays or, <laughs> you know, Christmases or we get Christmas gifts? I, yep. you know, yep. I, maybe that's something to talk about before moving in there. I don't know. But I, I couldn't <laughs> imagine. That's crazy. Um, that is crazy. But I will say, you know, there's a, there's a classic, um, I guess – quip that my wife is used to hearing me say all the time um you know just just to, i don't know i guess make dumb jokes i'm i'm always asking especially like on the tv when you got like a commercial going or someone you know and i you try to like i try to mystery science theater things like tv shows and movies and just kind of ad-lib things to make it funnier um right and there are times i could get my wife busting out laughing with this but one that she kind of rolls her eyes with at this point is my are you my grandson? And I'll just say that for anything. Like, are you my grandson? Just like you look at any kid, anyone else, and this is automatically ask if they're, you know. Uh, but like in this case, I think this would be perfect for me. Like when I retire, I think I should go here into this town. Go. So that way I can actually say on a, on a legitimate, more kind of daily basis, I could start asking people if they're my grandson and. I might be right some of the time is the thing, I, you know, even if it's just for the night. Yeah. yeah I will tell you this, though. I don't plan on going to Kentucky for my grandchildren. Uh, I, don't <laughs> want any grand, I don't want any Kentucky grandchildren. And I think right? you might know why after this next story. Huh. Now, you teased this last week. Um, yeah. And there's a, there's a Kentucky high school that celebrated homecoming with a new type of, I guess, student-teacher conference. And uh, it's uh, lap dances. It's the, I guess it's the 2021 uh, student-teacher conferences. Um, now, <laughs> I, 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 next thing we know, they're going to start installing stripper poles at the, at the um, uh, school board meetings, you know? Uh, is, that, is that the reason why so many people have been joining school board meetings now? I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. Trying, trying to sneak a peek. Um, yeah, yeah. I might be, but I, actually, the reason they're joining school board meetings might might be <laughs> related to this, but on the opposite end of that spectrum, there's yeah. a man pageant that showcased students in underwear and in drag dancing for their teachers, including the principal, in Hazard High School's gym. Now, oh. um, are we? You know, this, this might be like a. You know, is this some of the Dukes of Hazard might try to pull? I'm not sure, but. <laughs> Oh, oh, <laughs> I guess these were the the uh, the dames of Hazard, I guess, or the well, I don't know how how far I want to get down this. Um, the principal here, Donald, 
Happy Mobilini. Now, he goes by the name Happy, apparently, <laughs> and this does not make him sound like a pedophile at all. Um, is also <laughs> He's also the mayor of Hazard, and Hazard, oh. so you got a Happy Hazard here. Ha- Hazard Independent oh. Schools Superintendent, Sandra, or, yeah, Sandra Combs, she said, quote-unquote, appropriate disciplinary action has been taken. Now, I don't know if that means, like, the, this principal was bent over and, and given a nice spanking on the back or on the butt or something, but they didn't specify. I, I, I'd I, like to get some more information as to what the nature of this um, action, I guess, discipline is. But yeah. the school board member did tell the Louisville court or Courier Journal, normally the principal, Happy Mobellini, is pretty dadgum strict. So that surprises me. Now, maybe he's usually pretty strict when it comes to the ladies, but the fact that these were men giving him a lap dance, I don't know, and young boys at that. Young boys! That might might have something to do with the, I guess, the, um, you know, loosening up the tie. Yeah, or maybe loosening (laughs) up the belt. Um, A a thread dedicated to the events in the Reddit community, r slash trashy, was titled, this is the mayor of my town being grinded on by a high school student dressed as a woman. Now, <laughs> lap dance, I think the only the, the only thing most kids ever gave their principal in, in high school was the finger. Maybe a bit yeah. of sass, you know, right? Yeah. More Now, this this teacher may this principal may be wanting more ass and less sass. But well, I guess no. <laughs> Speaking, I considering the fact, I guess that they were cross-dressing. Maybe he wanted Sass and the ass together. I think that might be it. Um, <laughs> and um, well, uh, you know, I guess we could go a little further on this one. That uh, I think that the students took it a little literal when someone called called him a teacher's pet. Yeah. I say the principal yeah. was totally embarrassed when he didn't have a crumpled dollar bill to stick in the boy's g-string, though. Um, I do think it's becoming pretty clear why he's so happy, though. Yeah, apparently so. I think we know what makes him happy, that's for sure. Mm, <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think it's just hilarious. First off, that it's in Hazard County, and the guy's name is Happy. That, that's just, that's just, I, I'm reading this over and over, I'm just laughing to myself. I'm just thinking this is, I mean, really, <laughs> this is really something that you'd expect to find probably more fitting on an OnlyFans account or something, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't think it would, don't think this, the OnlyFans account would sit well with a particular Florida school, though, I'll tell you now. <laughs> you made me yeah. a happy, happy. Yeah, I'm a very happy, happy, but uh, there's a school, bo- a school board or an elementary school in Florida that wasn't very happy about this Florida mom. Uh, she said she was banned from volunteering at her kid's school after her OnlyFans account was discovered. Okay, remember, a mom with elementary school kids, okay? Her name is Victoria Treese. She's got uh, five and the 10-year-old children that go to the Sand Lake Elementary School in Orange County, Florida. She's been volunteering there for like five years, but was told she could no longer do it. And now she's going to sue for a million bucks. And she's telling the local station there, WESH-TV, she says, nobody's got the right to judge what other people do for a living. I feel judged. I'm so isolated. The school actually learned about uh, Teresa's OnlyFans account when somebody sent images from the site to the school administrators. So she's got stalkers out there on her OnlyFans account. 
Okay. You're so sure this person, wasn't one of the students, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But her attorney, Mark Najame, told the uh, TV station, what authoritarian mentality allows somebody to point a discriminating finger at somebody and say, we don't approve of you and you can't be around children? That's becoming frightening. Now, look, I guess in, in the mom's defense under common core, you know, you got to show your work, right? But yeah, <laughs> I mean. I mean, what, what I'd like to know is which administrator found the page and why does he still have a gig there? That's what I want to. I mean, th this is just really no way to kick off No Nut November. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> With a dirty Sanchez. I, um, you know, I, there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of people that aren't allowed uh, around kids and some not even within 500 yards of the school. So I, I yeah. don't know if I, I don't know if the argument is, is uh, it's a little vague, I guess. And it says you have no right to judge. Uh, I, it's not always the case, but, you know, I'll leave this up to the court there anyway. Um, yeah. that, that, there's a reason why I keep my OnlyFans password protected and uh, private. <laughs> Right. That's right. Exactly. I want you to know that, that uh, I, I appreciate the free pass and I've enjoyed everything I've seen on your OnlyFans account so far. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. I, uh, you know, you, you don't want to see Pancho Guedos fan, uh, OnlyFans. It, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of farmers tan, I guess we could say. There's extra Gueno <laughs> under the shirt um, oh. than, than what you get from the, the sun there. Um, but you know, <laughs> what <laughs> I, I do realize though. So for for some school of the school administrators, those images, I, I would you know they're probably a little hard to look at, especially if you're used to maybe seeing this you know person around volunteering and and uh, well you know if you do if you do really want something hard to look at though you know maybe maybe not everyone would think that this was so hard to look at, but. Uh, I've got one, you know, I, and this is actually, I don't know if this is just me, um, you know, if you just added the story that I brought up yesterday, I, I mentioned I was going to bring it up as a Pancho Mas, but, uh, yeah. you know, we kind of, I think we're running a little bit over time last week anyway, but I, or I, I might just be the new, um, I don't know, uh, how do you, how do you add Nostradamus and Pancho into one, one word? <laughs> whatever it is i think i've got a little bit of a talent here for picking stories before they happen at this point now yeah um, remember though that beefy red sores that i talked about last week or beefy red <laughs> lesions from an std well you know i i would say that uh you would be Lucky to, I think that everyone would feel pretty lucky to not have some rare flesh-eating, sexually transmitted disease. Uh, it's making <laughs> its waves through uh, through the online, I guess. Yeah. Now, yeah. this is a uh, you ever you, you ever see those old like what is it um SNL like like Will Ferrell as Harry Carey. Uh, yep. 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 He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a simple question, Doctor. Would you eat the moon if it were made of cheese? <laughs> or if it were made of barbecue spare ribs, <laughs> well, yeah, it's a simple question. Would would you take a rare flesh eating uh, sexually transmitted disease uh, if if it were available? Because it is yeah. available in the UK right now. Um, as a doctor in the UK, it warned that it, I'm, I'm spending too much time saying this up now. Um, he warned it was starting to appear more often in that country and in, in the UK. Now the 
the thing is it's called granuloma in, in, inguinal and uh it's also known as donovanosis it's a genital ulcerative disease caused by bacterium klebsella or sela granulomatis uh, this is according wow. to the cdc now it says donovanosis or donovanosis causes painless beefy red lesions on the genitals that can bleed <laughs> i don't oh. know how that would be considered painless but oh. you know maybe the only thing it hurts is your pride and your self-esteem these yeah. these spreading bleeding lesions have led to many to, to call them the std as flesh eating even though it doesn't actually eat flesh as it spreads uh the the rare disease though it, it's um mostly like found in places like india south africa and south america uh, but you know it has received a lot of attention online after dr karan raj posted about it on his popular tiktok account raj called donovanosis terrifying and uh yeah and noted the cases are rising in the uk and donovanosis is still rare in the u.s and can be treated with antibiotics according to the CDC, but relapses can occur like six to 18 months after apparently effective therapy. So there's wow. one more reason to be afraid to, you know, just be in the world. Yeah. Well, one more reason to practice abstinence for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know? that too. I mean, I mean, nowadays it's weird. There, it's almost like people kind of like look at that as a badge of honor that they've had an STD, you know? And uh, I don't think that this would be much of a badge of honor, you know, uh, especially when the, the beefy red lesions part has kind of gotten me a little concerned, you know, but oh, I guess yeah. maybe, yeah, so, so you have an option, let's see, uh, let's see, option A, you can have your genitals removed by flesh-eating STDs, or option B, you can have it done the old-fashioned way. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a... A German electrician. Oh, oh, I see we have us a new candidate here. Ah, yes, a German electrician. Oh, well, this, that, that's a scary enough thing right there. This guy's on trial of murder in the death of a man. I mean, my grandfather was a German electrician. <laughs> German-American. <laughs> I forgot about that. So, you know, uh, the guy is accused of murdering a man and mutilating several others by performing illegal operations on their genitals. Forget the beefy red lesions, okay? This is a 66-year-old. Says, <laughs> says one German man, at least you have the genitals, the genitali, <laughs> genitalia. <laughs> so, uh, so he's 66 years old, man. He tells the court in Munich that he performed these procedures at the man's request. Now, I, I'm thinking what man in his right mind would request having their genitals operated on on the kitchen table of another man? I don't know. But the defendant claimed that he initially offered sexual services on these S&M websites, sadomasochistic and websites. there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He's trying to earn money to pay off debts, okay? Well, I could think of a whole lot of other ways to pay off debts other than earning money like that. Well, anyway, the, the, the man later allegedly expanded, he says, his repertoire to performing operations on the kitchen table in this town of Mark Schwaben, telling his oh. victim that he was a trained medical professional. 
Give me your genitals. I, you're, you're, your genitals are in good hands. <laughs> so the defendant, <laughs> the defendant tells the court that he castrated or partially amputated the genitals of eight men between July of 2018 and March of 2020. Well, at least we knew what he was doing through part of the lockdown. But he denied responsibility for the death of one man who died several days after he performed a procedure on him. So now this is the weird part. The dead man's body was found in a box by police three weeks later. That's a little odd. Okay. Prosecutors charged him now with murder for failing to call help over the man that died and with the serious and the dangerous bodily harm. So I, I, I can't imagine, first off, who would voluntarily put themselves at the um, vulnerability of this guy with a knife on his kitchen table, ready to chop, chop, you know, the, the your, your man parts. That just, that blows my mind. Okay. But the thing, but there's eight guys that has been his victims over this two year period. Oh my goodness. I, um, I isn't there, this is like, why do Germans do this? I, I don't understand it. Cause you know, there's that story, like a famous story from what, like the eighties or something, or, or no, it must've been the nineties. Cause this, but at the beginning of the online, you've got, I guess, some weird, like, German, there's a, a couple German people that had a weird fetish, and we're going cannibal corpse. I think it was like a website for cannibals to, I don't know, like, fantasize about eating people or something together. And, 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 it, and it seems like, I don't know what it is, but there's like a sexual fascination that they had with this. And there's an actual court case that happened of a German guy that, essentially like had this other dude show up to his house. The guy signed a waiver saying, yes, I agree to wanting to be eaten. Um, you know, his fantasy was to be eaten by someone else. Like not like, like, like cut up, be dead, put on a, or maybe even alive at the time. Who knows? Like put, put a, like on a nice, you know, frying pan, like a chunk of his leg or something. And then, Watch me. I and why that would be, I don't even know. But the, well, the guy died, and the court case was this guy's like, oh, I can't be charged for murder. The guy signed the, the, over saying that he wanted the, to, this to happen, and well, the guy was obviously you know uh, put in jail. But I don't know what this is. This reminds me of that story for some reason. I guess I it's for good reason. I I, I will not go into detail about that court case. Um, but I'm gonna I'd like to keep my balls for now. I'm going to think about it, trying to trying to cut down on this whole eunuch thing, you know? So, so, so yeah, yeah, you you want to keep your, your balls intact. Oh, yeah, no, I'd like to. I'm, I'm, I'm still using mine right now. Um, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just, oh, gosh, I can't even imagine, I guess, what would happen. Uh, so, you know what? Now that everyone has a, I don't know, just a tenderness somewhere, that just by the, the thought of what that might be, um, I, uh, I, for, first of all, I can't imagine any occasion I would want to be made into a eunuch by this period. And then add on top of that by a guy performing his work on his kitchen table. Um, right. but you know, if, if I were this guy, <laughs> this guy who totally wasn't collecting them, uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd take out some insurance. I think, um, <laughs> the, now this one here, uh, you, uh, the, the funny thing I had, so I'll, I'll say this for the audience. 
we, I, we, I had, we got all the stories picked out. Right. And, uh, and then the next day after picking out all the stories, I get this frantic text, you know, <laughs> now this wasn't written in all, ta- all caps, but it, I, you know, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, yeah, this might as well be read in all caps. And it was urgent. Like, you need to drop one of the it's, stories that you've got picked because I really need to news. talk about this. <laughs> yeah, all, it's it's uh, breaking news, okay? I Well, I, I breaking is probably a good adjective or maybe adverb to use uh, <laughs> with, with, regarding this here. Um, so your fascination, I, I, the only thing I could draw is maybe a fascination that you have. I don't know. Um, but what I can say is hold on tight, okay? Uh, <laughs> the man who claims to have the world's biggest manhood says that his unusual bulge caused him to be stopped by airport security. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to warn you here and uh, just let you know that you should fast forward for the next, uh, I don't know, maybe two minutes or so here. Um, if you don't want to hear specifics about, I guess, um, you know, uh, you know, I guess. We, we, if you I'm do want to hear the specifics, none of us will ever know the difference. That's true. That's true. Yes. I, I'm almost thinking for the rest of our sakes, maybe we, I, maybe I should stop right here, but I, what I will say is uh, I'm confused why this is done in like American measurements. Cause this guy's UK. I would have assumed this would be in, you know, like metric system or something, but right. you've been warned. So the, the sun published in the UK reported about actor Jonah Falcon. And now they, now if I were to come up with like, if you told me it was this a, a weatherman, or a, or porn, a porn, star. porn star. I would think Jonah Falcon's man. a porn star for sure. Yeah. I would totally go for it. Now yeah. he, they don't say he's an adult actor. He's, he's just like a regular actor who, well, he's previously claimed that his 13 and a half inch member has helped embed A-listers and Oscar winners. Um, wow. Oh yeah, look at that. So that goes. That's that's very you know something you don't hear about often in Hollywood, right? I'm yeah. just kidding. Um, <laughs> casting uh, <laughs> well, I guess you hear about the casting couch you don't hear about the casting wheelchair often um, but <laughs> so he's admitted that his reputation has also ruined his career but he claimed he wouldn't want a smaller willy and said there are plenty of perks uh, <laughs> right now during an interview what are we talking about again during an interview on a Swedish podcast he shared an amusing tale that happened to him while he was trying to pass through airport security. Now you're going to laugh because take a guess at at any place in the world that you might think would be most interested in his 13 and a half inch. Mm. Um, Yeah. This happened in 2012 when guards from TSA at San Francisco international became suspicious (laughs) about his package. Fearing that he might have hidden something down his trousers and proceeded for, to a thorough body search. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally buying that, San Francisco. And, and um, well, yeah, of course, it would be in San Francisco that they would be looking for something like that. I, yeah, no, I, I think that San Francisco either may, it may not be too bright or they just think I'm an idiot. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to get one over on me. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter why he was being searched. But here's the, here's what Jonah Falcon says, talking about his experience of smuggling his 13-and-a-half-inch love gun through security. They thought I had something in my pants. Maybe they thought it was a um, dynamiter? I don't know. 
they took me out of the line and they they had me powder my fingers. I think that detects if I have any bomb stuff and all that. They never actually patted me down or grabbed it or anything like that. It was just me calmly explaining. It was like 10 minutes out of my life, but it was still funny. I was never worried about anything. What was the worst that was going to happen? They were going to have to make me pull it out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Falcon, he added that, that this was the beginning of those new scanners that basically show you naked in an outline. And the, the native New Yorker first hit the headlines in the U.S. in 1999 uh, as the man with the biggest penis in the world. Let's, let's quote right there. Um, now, <laughs> this is after being profiled in Rolling Stone and appearing on an HBO documentary. Yeah, they would. They'd have to show that on HBO, right? Because they allow for all that nudity. <laughs> I mean, anyone that's going to be watching the documentary, they're, of course, they're going to want to see. I'm sure, right? It's not, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not watching a documentary. I'll tell you that. Uh, he appeared on British TV as well in 2012 and explained that yeah, he has a girth of eight inches. And wow. he previously told the the sun, "When I'm fully hard, I'm 13 and a half inches with a seven and a half to eight inch diameter. It's thicker than my wrist." I, I uh, measured myself at 10 years old, and I was already 8 inches. Oh I never really God. thought I was that big. It's just normal to me, he explained. It's only when I compare myself to other guys I think I'm big. It doesn't run in the family. I think it's just a genetic quirk. My family gets a bit <laughs> embarrassed about the whole thing, to be honest. I'm quite well known among high school and college kids. Uh, <laughs> guys between the ages of 14 and 22 are the ones who really recognize me. I oh think my. they must Google it and find me. I know a <laughs> lot of 18 to 21-year-old gay guys first Googled me when they were about 10, 11, and tw or 12, and they've idolized me since. I'm a bit of a gay icon. Oh. The best thing about having a large penis is that I don't have insecurity. I'm insecure about other things, but that's not one of them. Um, <laughs> I'd say he's obviously well-known in San Francisco, too, right? Yeah. Now, well, I'd and, say with the I'd say with something at, at almost fourteen inches long, you would have a lot of confidence. I would. I would. I would think so. I, do, do you have balance issues? I kind of wonder. Like, <laughs> this is, <laughs> or or like the uh, and this is like to what degree do you run the risk of like a heart attack or just like stroke or, or like you know not getting enough oxygen and blood to the brain whenever you know I guess you need to come around. So I, I'm yeah, not sure. Well, yeah. I, in, in 2015, the, the, for those who, who decided to skip ahead two minutes, you might want to skip ahead another minute. Uh, <laughs> in 2015, Roberto Esquivel Cabrera of uh, Saltillo, Mexico, claimed that he had the world's biggest penis at 18.9 inches. Now, wow. uh, if you ask me, this sounds almost like when you build a building and you try to make it larger than another building by just putting a giant antenna at the at the yeah. top of the building and saying yeah. that counts. Um, right. <laughs> because, right. Because, well, Jonah uh, slammed this guy as disgusting and desperate and accused him of cheating by stretching his, his penis. Well, <laughs> a CT revealed most of his penis was actually just foreskin and growth. Well, his actual penis glands measured about 16, six, six inches. I'm sorry. Wow. It later emerged that he spent years stretching his member with weights since Wait. he was a teenager. Oh yeah. So, I, you know, I think the good news is that you still have a chance to finally get that 18-inch dick that you've been wanting. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
gosh. I know. I, I never knew that penis growth was a competitive sport. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the, the phrasing of having a third leg probably started with this guy, though. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I, I, what kills me is that 10 years old, he was already measuring himself. <clears throat> you know? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm serious. I mean, how many how many ten year olds get together and measure each other? You know, so uh, and, I don't know about that. Yeah. And, and and I like the fact that he, that he said that he never thought of himself as big, but it was when he started comparing himself to other guys. How does that work? Do you just sit around in gym class and say, "Hey, let's uh, let's see who's uh, who uh, who wins the contest here" or something? Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's the locker rooms. I'm not sure. I, maybe maybe have like a nice principal or something that decided to measure it for him. Uh, well, yeah, it could it could be that the, it it would come about in a lap dance somewhere at some some school <laughs> competition. That's that's crazy. So, well, I'm sure he was definitely very popular. I'm. I'm not sure if he had to take reservations on, you know, who wanted to date him in college and high school. I mean, but certainly he's got a good conversation. Or if he has to get charged a second airline ticket uh, when he he flies on a plane. (laughs) He's got a good conversation piece. That's for sure. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Well. I can tell you wanted to have when you, when you sent me that text message earlier this week. <laughs> I'm thinking we're gonna have fun with this. We're gonna have fun oh, with this. You know, so, no, I, I, I would like to step it back and say I'm not gonna have fun with this, but I'll let Eric Lane have fun with the 13 and a half inch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> And we're I, not going to define what fun is, okay? Yes, yes. It's, 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 you should just see the guy walk. That's all I can say, you know? It's, it's like, well, it's like the old saying goes, are you just happy to see me? Well, I, or anything else. I mean, there's no nothing else you can compare that to. I don't, but it reminds me of that scene from, um, uh, what was it, like, uh, um, this is Spinal Tap. Well, did, did you happen to to click the link and check out the story? I I was I honestly a little afraid to. <laughs> well, you're lucky they didn't they didn't have any live pictures, so you didn't have to worry about. Uh, about I was it. safe then. <laughs> yeah, you would have been safe, but but still, it's unreal. And well, uh, and of course, the guy's a native New Yorker, so I mean, you know, the guy's going to do bragging. I mean, already. I mean, just just from that fact. But at, at any rate, so well, th- th- we have some ask Pancho questions here. None of them have anything to do with the size of a member. But you, they, usually, with the New Yorkers, I'm used to some exaggerating, though. Too. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. And then, and, and, and New Yorkers and people from New Jersey. But uh, no, in this in this uh, this one one message here from Joy uh, is asking Pancho. She, she's a little concerned uh, because her friend is dating her ex's ex. Okay, this is kind of an interesting story. She says a good friend of mine just started dating her ex's ex. Now, while I don't think he's a bad guy, I just think it's a recipe for disaster. And I'm not even sure why. It's just too familiar. Old wounds are bound to be reopened. Drama will arise. I mean, is it worth it? I I don't want to tell her not to date anyone, but to proceed with caution. So what else could I do? So how do you give Joy a little advice here? 
Oh my goodness. Well, Hey, this definitely sounds like a recipe for disaster, um, <laughs> recipe for destruction as well. I like that. So I guess this really depends on like maybe how long you dated and maybe the, what the bases that were covered while you were dating and stuff. Um, because that I, I will put it this way. I, I could not be friends with someone who was dating my ex. I would, uh, there would have to be, even if I could be friends with them, I would say, great. We can be friends from a distance and not talk because <laughs> I don't want to, nice. it would, it would not, not be good. So uh, yeah, it's definitely a little bit strange and weird. I also, I mean, look, I've never, I guess been in that, like a situation like that, but I wouldn't be interested in any of my friends exes anyway, either. So I don't know. That's, <laughs> This whole thing just seems a little bit weird. So I, I'm not sure what you can do other than maybe warning this person or if you're really good friends with them, maybe you could just pull the, the card that says, hey, I don't give you permission. But uh, <laughs> I, I, this, this might be, I don't know, this might be what you're capable of dealing with. Definitely setting yourself up for some serious, awkward future encounters, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, I've got one here as well, and um, this is from Clayton. He says, my wife loves candles. Well, that's because she's a woman, Clayton, and it does, <laughs> it does always make the house smell great. This is already, this is already sounding like Mrs. Poncho. Um, our son is seven, and he loves to dip his fingers in the hot wax. He's smart enough to avoid the flame from getting burned, but there is something about dipping his fingers in wax he just can't get enough of. I told my wife to stop lighting candles, but her argument is that just by t just by taking the candles away doesn't mean we're disciplining the real problem. Is she right? Um, uh, you know, I'm, uh, yes and no, I guess. If, look, if, if the kid is going to do what he's going to do, and the only way to get him to stop is to take candles away, then take the candles away. That's, it is a little strange and weird, right? Um, yeah. And if you're mad about that, if your wife's mad about that, then you know what? I've learned as a parent that sometimes punishing your own child means that you're like, you know, you ground your child, the whole family's grounded. You know, you're yeah, like, that's I, right. <laughs> you're like, well, you know, I yep. wanted to go see a movie or I wanted to go out to eat tonight, but now I can't either because of you. So, uh, yep. you know, so I, I think that in a way, you know, yeah, it ruins it for the whole family, but. Well, you know, I mean, there's gonna come yeah. a day when there's gonna come a day when your little poncho is gonna have some little strange quirk, and now you got to work around it. <laughs> he could be dipping his fingers right. in candle wax. <laughs> and and when it comes to it, there there will come a day if you don't do anything about this, Clayton. Where soon it's not just his fingers that he's dipping in that candle wax. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something just as long <laughs> as he doesn't dip any 13 and a half inch member in a candle wax <laughs> right <laughs> it's, uh, or, or starts like dripping the wax on his like nipples or something that would just not work out <laughs> yeah, really, so just you, you want to stop this before it gets to that point that's, that's yeah, what's well, important at this point dum, 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 dum,
put away my measuring tape. I had my measuring tape out here for just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a slippery slope. It starts with with uh, measuring yourself at 10, dipping your fingers into the hot candle wax, and before you know it, you're going to be lap dancing in front of the uh, on the principal's lap. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know? and, and then cutting off other men's balls on your kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> for your OnlyFans account. <laughs> for my OnlyFans account. You pretty much have summed up this entire week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the goal. <laughs> so, so if, I, if, I, if only I could have worked the, the, the words beefy red lesions into it, then we would have been yeah, good. Well, that, that, probably, <laughs> that, that could have probably been edited at any moment. So, well, well, with that, <laughs> speaking of, of beefy anything why don't we get started with some steakhouses or or, or uh, uh uh gay bars oh yeah well if we're talking about beefy i'm, I'm hoping it's like a nice steak not, yeah exactly not, not all, right. <laughs> all right so I'll, I'll give you the the business name you give me your best guess whether it's a steakhouse or a gay bar so our first business comes from toronto ontario it's called the black eagle the black eagle um i oh boy uh, Toronto. It's a little, it's a little weird because it is from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So they're yeah, a little different yeah. Than, you know. I okay. So I'm not familiar with like like Canadian kind of steakhouses. I, I'm going to go with a gay bar though for sure. If we're talking, okay, we're well, talking Ontario. That yeah. was a good guess. Very good. Oh it yeah. It was a gay bar indeed. All right. So off to a good start. Where our next business is called Brother Sebastian's in Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> okay, well, Nebraska, Brother Brother Sebastian's. This sounds like someone that like sits on the mountaintop and massages his beef before cutting it all up <laughs> for a steakhouse. <laughs> so you're calling it a what? I, I think it's a steakhouse. You're going to call it the steakhouse. Well, it is yeah. a steakhouse. Oh, yeah, you don't want you don't want get crazy. You don't want to get busy with the brother. Now, if they well, called it Daddy, that Daddy like Sebastian's or something, then yeah, we would right. know. Well, then you uh, got your Omaha steaks too. Keep that in mind, you know. So, oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. All right. So here's one: the Outlaw Saloon in Cheyenne, Wyoming. These are always tough, but in a place like Wyoming, I'm going to think that this is a steakhouse. Yeah, it's also an outlaw place too. So, no, yeah, and hey, there's a, something about the word saloon that really just draws in a certain crowd. Yeah, you know, of course, if you are in a gay bar in Wyoming, you are probably an outlaw. So yeah, then that's kind of the way you're I look. Probably, at. I was saying you're probably in the closet still too. I don't know if you're, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay, well, here's one that might throw you a, a, a little a little curveball here. All right, uh, this is. Uh, <laughs> Is this, this a trick? Like, well, I, yeah, well, it could be. Uh, you, you say curveball. I'm thinking, okay, yeah. I know where this is yeah. going. Well, this is from New York, New York. The name is called The Strip House. The Strip House <laughs> in New York, New York. Oh, man. Well, you know, I, I actually think that this is a great name for a um, – well, it'd be hilarious. Now I could see this being more a strip club for the like, you know, for like ladies yeah. stripping instead. I don't really see that as being, you know, like like for like a gay bar. I think this is a steakhouse. You think it's a steakhouse? A classic, a classic yes, New York strip. Yeah. Yeah. 
New York strip. Although I, it definitely is a good play on words. Oh yeah, I, I learned uh, I learned what a New York strip wasn't when I first went to New York, and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, right. and, and immediately got kicked off the the bus. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's try this business out precise. This one is called the Pink Poodle in Crescent, Iowa. The Pink Poodle. Oh goodness. All right. Well, Iowa. Okay. So I'm, I'm thinking. Hey, I, I don't. I'm thinking poodles. Um, if, if this is the Pink Poodle, like this sounds like it could be like a daycare or something. But that, that's such a weird name for a steakhouse, though. Um, I I'm gonna go steakhouse. You're still gonna go steakhouse, huh? Despite the weird I name. I, well, I I'm gonna yes, yeah. Well, keep keep in mind it's in Iowa, and Iowa stands uh, for idiot idiots out walking around. Okay, so, so, so well, it happens to be a steakhouse. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure where they tie in pink poodles and steak, but you know, to each his own. So it's, it's like, do they just eat dogs out in <laughs> in like Iowa? Meat. Because they run out, so they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, steak. It's like it's like the pink. It tastes dog, like pink, dog it's like the pink poodle, right? Yeah, yeah it's like, yeah, it's the, the it's the dog of the of the sea. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're doing so good. We'll just dive into golf course or rehab and see if you can do well on that. You did pretty good on this one last week, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, I, last so, week I think I went twenty three for twenty five. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So yeah. this business is either a golf course or a rehab. It is in Effingham, New Hampshire. It's called Green Mountain. Green Mountain. Um, okay, well, when I think Green Mountain, New Hampshire, I'm going to go with a, um, like a, like a nice place to get sober. <laughs> okay. It is a uh, rehab. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Of course, if it was in Vermont, I'd be calling it a coffee shop because that's where Green Mountain. <laughs> so, all right. The next one is in Clifton Forge, Virginia. It's called Woodlands. Woodlands. Um, I think this is going to be a golf course. Yeah, it turns out it's a rehab as well. Although it's oh. a nice name for a golf course. I will say that. So, all right. Your third business is Sage Lake of Idaho Falls, Idaho. Sage Lakes Idaho. of Idaho Falls, Idaho. Sage Lake. I'm going to go with another golf course. Hmm, that sounds more like a golf course name. You know, you've got your mm -hmm. beautiful... Maybe the last out. one. They, they were trying to make it sound like a golf course name to trick people to come in. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. All right, here's one from Parkersburg, Virginia. It's called The Willows. The Willows. Um, oh, man. But we're back in Virginia. I think that this is actually another golf course here. This sounds like a little golf course name. It's a rehab. That's what it is. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. You're, you're out there in the Willows, and you're away from everybody, and you're getting yourself back to normal. So, all right. We got one, though, in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's called Highland Falls. Highland Falls. Um, okay, well, I'm going to go golf course uh, for this last one. Island Falls is a rehab. <laughs> so, oh! Yes, that's right. So, Matt, didn't do so well on the golf course rehab this time. So, let's see if we can pick one that I know you're very good at, and that would be Porn Star or Weatherman. We do very good. <laughs> oh, you yeah. And, you, and the alliteration of names is always is a good thing. So, all right. So, 
I'll give you the list of entertainers and you tell me what you think they are. Our first name, and I don't think any of the names are the guy that has the extra long member or anything like that. So, but uh, no, no Jonas Falcon. Yeah, no Jonas Falcon. That's right. But we have Dale Milford. <laughs> I, I love I love the um I love the 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 milf part of his last name. It's <laughs> I, I so I, however badly I want to say it's a porn star, I think that that Milford is going to be a weatherman. Dale Milford is indeed a weatherman at KWTX of Waco, Texas. Oh, by the way, he also served in the U.S. House of Representatives too. By the way, so yeah. Uh, now, if you if you want to split his name up, you could call him Dale Milfrod, and that <laughs> yeah. that might have made me go the other way on this one. Yeah, right. Well, it's good to know that your congressman can also can predict the weather, so that's always a good thing. <laughs> All right, your next entertainer's name is Brad. So in other words, they, they can't get anything, right? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so your next entertainer's name is Brad Patton. Brad Patton. Okay. <laughs> this this sounds like a guy who's trying to be like a manly dude. But you know, like like um, I don't know, just you, you think Patton, like Robert Patton from the, you know, yeah, the, the classic general. I think this is a a, a guy trying to sound macho, and it's a porn star. So you, so you think Brad Pat might have uh, a member that's over 13 inches long? Uh, no, not at all. I, I think that he's <laughs> someone that is overcompensating. I see. He is a porn star <laughs> indeed. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And your next entertainer's name is Dean Phoenix. Dean Phoenix. <laughs> oh gosh, you know I, I'm not sure on this one. This one could get me there, but I think it, it, this just sounds like one of those strong, powerful names, like a stage name. And and you know you think of like Phoenix's rise out of the ashes. Well, yeah, yeah. You know I, I'm thinking that he he, that he uh, you know right when you think the thing's down, he's bam back and ready to go, risen from <laughs> the ashes. There, I think this is a porn star. <laughs> he is a porn yeah, I think, star. Very. I think, good. I think the logic man. That logic matched. That's good. That's good. All right. Here's another one for you. This uh, entertainer's name is David Payne. David Payne. I I've always thought it'd be great to have the last name Payne because it just sounds like like uh you know I don't know it's just, you sound like an action hero. I do yeah. think that this though I there's something about you know with a name like David. This guy's going to be a weatherman. He's going to be a weatherman, you say. He is oh, indeed yeah. a weatherman at uh, KWTV in Oklahoma City. And your last name for the entertainer is Ebony Dion. Ebony Dion. Um, I think this is going to be a weatherman or weatherwoman. Weatherwoman for yeah. the Weather Channel. She works for the Weather Channel, believe it or not. So there you go. All right. All Nothing right. Bad, right? Definitely redeemed yourself on that for sure. So, all right. So, uh, yeah. now we got strip club or daycare, and we've got a business from Savannah, Georgia. That is a very popular name. You've got to determine whether it's a strip club or daycare. It's called Shining Stars. <laughs> Shining Stars. Savannah, um, Georgia. Okay. Well, Sh Shining Stars, I think, is going to be uh, like, a, like a daycare. Yeah. You want a Shining Star. Yeah. Yeah, in, in Georgia, you're probably going to have a, a, a daycare. All right. And your next one, though, is coming to you from Garden City, Kansas. It's simply called Fred's Place. 
Fred's place. <laughs> I, I can't think of anybody that'll feel comfortable dropping their kids off at a place called Fred's place. <laughs> this is definitely going to be a strip club. <laughs> hey, Fred, what you got for me today? Eh? <laughs> oh my gosh. Go to tell your wife, say, well, I'll be back, honey. I'm going to go see Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to Fred's place. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Your next business is in Henderson, Nevada. It's called Silverado. Silverado. Um, oh, my goodness. So, so um, I, you know, this, I, I, I have, I'm at a loss for this one. So this is Texas, though. It's in Nevada. It's in Henderson. Nevada. Okay. Well, yeah. You, but you still got that, like, you know, that Western thing going there. I think yeah. that, you know, this is one of those, like, it's it's kind of gimmicky. I think this might be like a daycare. I think it's a daycare, huh? Yeah. It's a daycare. Absolutely. That's right. A little, bring them little doggies in, man. Round them up. Yeah. Bring them in. That's right. Okay. And here's one from Dallas, Texas called Baby Dolls. Baby dolls. <laughs> I think baby dolls. I think that I think that there's gonna be a, a lot of stripping going on in a place called baby dolls. <laughs> it's definitely a strip club. Come here, baby doll. I want you to do me a lap dance. <laughs> All right. And your last one from Las Vegas, Nevada, called Little Darlings. Oh my gosh! There are so many little darlings out there, but if we're talking right. Las Vegas, Nevada, I'm going strip club. That's strip club all the yeah. way, baby. You better nothing little strip. about little darlings. Yes, that was a good bet. <laughs> Definitely a good bet. On that game, you know. So, all right, got your fake news from Florida right now. All right, I'll give you some headlines. You give me what you think are fake or Florida or maybe even a future headline that hasn't even happened yet. So. Our first head, first headline, a West Palm Beach man caught a 17-foot, 120-pound python with his bare hands after seeing it on the side of the road. I may have seen something about this before. But then again, I could easily be confusing it with the plethora of other stories of Florida <laughs> men catching things with their bare hands. I think this is going to be Florida. It is a Florida story actually happened. That 17 foot mm -hmm. python. Can you imagine that? That's insane. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've seen like the pictures of those those like giant pythons that were found after eating an alligator. And, oh yeah, like, the alligator it, it, it killed both the alligator and the python. Oh yeah, crazy. Because, I mean, it just yeah, it just it burst through. It's, oh. so, so now after we got that. Well, we got a headline here that says a Broward County man brought a tiger into a grocery store and later told police it was just his therapy animal. <laughs> okay, well, Broward County is one of those counties that gets a lot of media attention because they're a little crazy down there. So I, I think that this might be someone trying to you know, paint a nice story. Uh, <laughs> and it's just a bunch of fake news. Fake news, definitely a fake news indeed. Very good. All right. Your third headline, a Key West woman was busted for drunk driving a boat with three kids on board. Oh, I could totally see this happening. I'm sure that I, I'm sure that a lot of people don't think it's not drunk driving when you're on a boat. I think this is going to be Florida. 
It is a fake news story. Oh, <laughs> but obviously, I wasn't even in a, driving a car. Yeah, well, yeah, it, that, it was. It, what, what if she said it was her friend's boat? Would it have still mattered? Well, that's true. It's, she's just driving the boat for her friend. Actually, it could even be a future story. Don't wait. It, it, give it some time. <laughs> It'll happen somewhere. Okay. I'm, I'm so, sure the only reason that it, is it a story is because of how hard it would be to get caught out true. on a boat as opposed to like in your car. That's true. That's true. Uh, all right. Yeah, I guess it's a perfect place to swerve all over, though, while you're driving. Yeah, you better believe that. Exactly. So your fourth story is a naked man that started a house fire while baking <laughs> cookies on his George Foreman grill. You had me at naked man. This is Florida. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Anything. anything that. Of course. That's right. If he's going to be naked, he's probably in Florida. That's right. And your last headline, a security guard was fired after uploading videos of his farts to Instagram. I have. I, I think I've actually seen this story. This is Florida. <laughs> You've seen the story. <laughs> that's, great. Uh, oh, that's hilarious i mean look he, he could have done with the one woman did she sold her farts to only fans and made money i was saying about that or you could make one of those what, what are they calling the, the whatever files the, oh, the, 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 the nfts nfts yeah you could have made an nft which it kind of sounds like the, like if you were to try to spell what a fart sounds like <laughs> NFT would be one of the one of the options I would use. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh yes. Well, hey, good good job. Definitely, you did very well. <laughs> Fake news in Florida, so uh, I, I'd say it was a very profitable week and and some crazy. Yeah, not bad, not bad. And some stupid stories <laughs> to go along with it too. So. Oh, uh, no, I, yeah, and I, and I think like, definitely some stories that are gonna. Uh, well, not, not get out of your head very easily. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be going, I, you included, you're going to be probably falling asleep tonight, uh, you know, thinking with, with a smile on your face, thinking about the 13 and a half inches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I guess we will. But if you could only see what we got coming for the next week, I don't think it's going to get <laughs> quite as outrageous as this week, but trust me, there's plenty of... <laughs> The, the, every once in a while, there's some real jewels that come down the pike, but there are some pretty good ones that's, that I'm, I'm seeing. Usually it's family first. jewels. Um, yeah. Usually, <laughs> well, I, I will tell you this, uh, and, and I'll leave it at this, that, but there are some people that think that if you sleep naked, you probably get a better night's sleep. So that's one of the things that we'll be talking about next week. And um, Oh, that's like, good to know. Yeah, and 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 we got some, you know, it'll be about time for some good Halloween-related stories coming from Halloween night. Oh so, yeah, trickling in. And, yeah. and so definitely, I'm looking forward to this one, where a woman pulls a shotgun on a seven-year-old trick or treater on Halloween night. So, that'll be one of the tricks we'll have for next week. So. I what I'd like to I'd like to put a request out to um, anyone that, that listens here if they want to post on your Telegram to calculate the the volume of of a cylinder thirteen and a half inches long with a diameter of eight inches yeah. I want to get the like the, what the volume of yeah. of, of that because I know there's a simple math equation for that. And right. uh, if someone does that, I'll I'll and, be I'll give a good yeah. laugh out of it. That's all. Well, let's just say <laughs> that let's just say that if 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 something that 
large is fully engorged, you're probably going to pass out. Now, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I look forward to the stupidity next week. Oh, all right. You have a good one, buddy. <laughs> you too. Thanks. Right. We'll see you. <laughs>stupid world and if you're feeling a bit crazy i hope you'll follow me on facebook or twitter at insane eric lane and visit insaneericlane.com and if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast you can do it with anchor the easiest way to make a podcast ever the only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like apple podcast and google play music with a single tap of a button on your phone whether you're capturing your own voice taking call-ins from listeners conducting remote interviews with anyone or broadcasting full-length songs from apple music or spotify 
Available today for iOS and Android. And it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.